0: Hey guys welcome to another episode of get up 10 we are in the middle of our healing series to kick off 2024 because we are becoming more healed and more whole if that even makes sense <laughs> but i'm so excited about today's episode i am talking with julia arnold she is a wife a mom a pastor's wife might i add a realtor and just so much more such an amazing person with an amazing heart and I love the perspective that she brought to today's episode Um, her story is just crazy like I always say that it's amazing what happens in a year and I feel like her story is evidence of that because I mean you're just gonna have to listen to the episode to see what I'm saying but yeah I don't want to talk too much because she and i we were talking for a while and so i don't want to bring your ears out or anything but let me just add you know i do have a book out i'm gonna leave the link in the show notes and my book thrive how to let go find purpose and flourish when staying seems easier is now available on barnes and noble so just another option for y'all i'm gonna have the links in the show notes and yeah i'm so excited to talk about healing because it's still very much happening and i want to put that message out there that healing is still happening so yeah let's get into it hey guys welcome to another episode of get up 10 podcast i'm really excited today is going to be a little bit different because I'm here with my friend Julia. And we're talking Hi. about yeah. <laughs> like say something so they know you're there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm here with the beautiful Julia Arnold and we're gonna have a conversation about healing. And this is something that before before I let her take it away, I just wanted to share a few things. So this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart for so many different reasons. Um, And I think it's something that God definitely wants me to talk about because it's been like months in the making, (laughs) just like little moments and things here and there that I'm like, okay, like I need to talk about this. I need to hear more about this. And if I do, I'm sure somebody else does too. So yeah, absolutely. I, I don't even know where I would say this all started. I think like... When I think about healing, I think about like physical healing and then well, I guess like there's three things I think of physical healing and then like mentally being whole and um oh my gosh. It's Friday and my brain is like so this conversation is gonna be so much fun. But spiritual healing? I said that wrong. Okay. Not even (laughs) so initially I wanted to say physical healing, but then I also think of like healing from a broken heart type of healing and just like being emotionally and mentally well and then I think mentally on another level because I just recorded another episode with a therapist so we got all into that so those are like the the different ways I think of healing and as you know Julia and I don't know if my audience knows I just moved out here it's been a little over a year now and so I'm still trying to like make connections and meet people. So a few months ago, I went to a mixer for female entrepreneurs in Tampa. And I was just like talking to all these ladies hearing about what they do. And I was about to leave actually, because I had been there for a couple hours already. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I <didn't> go home. <laughs> and uh, I just happened to sit at one more table. And one girl we were talking about She was talking about, like, growing up African and how, like, all the stereotypes are true. And she is trying to, like, I guess distance herself from, like, the pressure that was placed on her by her traditional African parents who expect her to be, like, a doctor, a lawyer, or a nurse. Mm -hmm. And she went a different way. And then the next person that started talking to me was, like yeah I am a healing medium I help people through their trauma and you have beautiful energy and I'm like
1: oh yes thank you (laughs) that's the holy spirit (laughs) (laughs) insert it in you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: I mean I don't think I did in the actual moment but I'm literally I'm starting to because I'm like I need to add that because people tell me that all the time like I love your energy I love your light and Mm -hmm. it's like yes but it's it's the holy spirit like Mm -hmm. that's what you're really picking up on because if it was up for me, I would be out here dusty and broken. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my light and my glow is not my own. Uh, so anyways, when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. But the girl I was talking to, because she had just shared about how she's working through her traumas, when this woman was like, I help people through their traumas, she was like, yeah, we need to talk. And I was just like sitting there watching and I, inside I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> no (laughs) but how do I intervene (laughs) (laughs) of course like we have to let people make their own decisions but it just really stuck with me because there's so many people out here that are looking for healing and Mm -hmm. sometimes we get ourselves into like deeper messes looking for healing like we end up more broken than we intended to because yeah
1: it's well, because I mean and it's that's becoming something that's so popular in our culture right now. And it's through crystals and, like you said, medians or Reiki or um mm. these other just counterfeits of what the Holy Spirit is. And we're so desperate for it, right? Because of our awareness now of mental health and emotional um, healing and trauma, like you're talking about, like we're becoming such more of a culture that instead of repressing, we are talking about it, but then we're looking, you know, what is Satan, right? Like he's literally the ultimate deceiver and he loves to counterfeit. And with tools like Instagram, you're just scrolling along on your feed and you're, you hear about healing, but it, it is like you were talking about, like that same experience.
0: Exactly. It's getting crazy. Mm -hmm.
1: And And then, but we think church world healing is weird.
0: So true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, and and I love this. This is such a great intro because it's like, oh, yes, that happened in the Bible, but that doesn't happen now. But let me go get these crystals and wear them. Exactly. Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah, so... Then after that, um I listened to I love podcasts. Like I mean, obviously (laughs) I have my own, but like I have been listening to podcasts for like years now. And so a couple weeks ago, I was listening to Dear, I think it's called Dear Future Wifey podcast. And he was talking, he was interviewing a young lady, and they were talking about new age, and she had experiences with ayahuasca and she was talking about all of that. And again, it was just like mind blown like wow Mm -hmm. like we need real healing and even last week i was listening to somebody else sharing their testimony of coming out of new age and finding jesus christ and the holy spirit and yeah so and then physically like i by the grace of god have not had like anything major i i've gotten the I don't even know what to call it. Not the residual. Like Naomi has given me her colds. Like every time <laughs> Naomi comes home, I've had yeah, to that's,
1: battle. That's going to continue. Yeah, <laughs> for I've a had bit. to battle
0: a few colds this year um, because my daughter. And even in that, I try to be really proactive. I love, I'm a nurse, obviously. I have to always insert that because I don't want, like, I have a background in this stuff as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'm really big on I love like natural remedies and using the things that like God has given us, but not, not like in place of Him, if that makes sense. And I think that's where it gets twisted because it's like, oh well, mm-hmm. God made God made plants and God made crystals, yes, but that can't replace. Like, what's your motives? Like mm-hmm. that cannot replace the Holy Spirit. Um,
1: One of my favorite quotes that I've heard this last year is: "We as humans sometimes." love to celebrate and worship the creation rather than the creator yes
0: exactly Mm -hmm. and i just heard that as well oh my god see this conversation is (laughs) before (laughs) such a time as this because even before i started um, recording our conversation i was on instagram and this guy was talking about science and the creator and how we love to like separate them separate them but like they they actually go together really well Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, and even energy, you know, right? Like when you hear about the vibrations and energy and, you know, I mean, if we really think about it, Jesus teleported. So, I mean, this is not, (laughs) I mean, like, like I love what Christine Kane says, where it's like, all of like our faith, if you really start digging into it, it's, it's some wild stuff, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it definitely defies reality, and but with such a push to the occult, like we're seeing more than ever, and it's becoming so mainstream. I mean, like you can't even walk into Target without seeing crystals and T-shirts that celebrate the occult. And with that comes New Age and that New Age healing. Um, I think more than ever, this this conversation is so important.
0: Literally, like five below the stuff that mm-hmm. I see in there, I'm like, oh wow, okay. And even we were in Home Goods just this weekend yeah, and they have all the Christmas stuff out. And one of the gifts was like a deck of cards and it was like a hundred
1: spells and rituals for money and happiness. I was like, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's looking to, you know, the counterfeit. Right. And I just, um, healing is so real and I'm so thankful that I've personally experienced it. And I love that we're having this conversation almost a year later. Um, Mm. To the day that you know when this whole journey began. So yeah, this is We're gonna be fun to that in a second, <laughs> sure. that's that's why I
0: brought you here. But yeah, it's just crazy, and I think it goes back to like a couple things. One, you mentioned the word desperate, and that word is such a I think it's really an appropriate word because we get into desperate places. And I think as I go through my life's journey, I'm realizing like the only thing that is good to be desperate for is Jesus. Desperation Mm -hmm. for anything else will have you out here looking crazy. And but it's not wrong. Like, it's not wrong to be in that place because life is hard. You know, I get that. And this conversation is not meant to be judgmental or like pointing a finger at all because I really believe that like everybody, we all have needs and it's just about like, how are we satisfying those needs? That's where we could go right or wrong. Yeah. A little murky. But at the end of the day, like it's not so much like judging people about what they did. It's like looking at like, like I like to, one thing that God is reminding me of, I like to look at people like their children, literally, because when you see somebody as a child, like it's so much easier to forgive them and have compassion because that's what we do with kids you know we mm-hmm. we're like they're just learning they're just young and, and that's what we're doing even as adults we're just learning
1: <laughs> we're just walking this life thing out but maybe that's why paul calls you know young christians children you know like you're like children it's not to be an insult it's just the change like the reframe right like yeah you're gonna grow
0: yeah and just i'm so big on like holding on to that child likeness no matter how old you get like, obviously, yes, mature, learn. And speaking of which, that's what I was going to say. The other thing of this is, like, some people are just desperate. But some people, mm-hmm. and out of desperation, just, like, rush into decisions, been there, mm-hmm. get that. But some people mm-hmm. literally just don't know better. Like, they don't know what's available to them. They don't know what's behind crystals and sage. And I don't know why this is on my brain today, but, like, the waste beads and, like, all these different things that we see. Like, we see the items, but we don't see, like, what's behind that. And I think mm-hmm. even as I get older and continue in my spiritual journey, I'm learning to see, okay, yeah, there might be something like a physical item, but what's behind that? What's the story? Like,
1: it's deeper. Yeah. A lack of knowledge and just, yeah. and it's just marketing or, oh, I just found this at a commercial store. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's trendy. And so exactly. I, I, I think that's beautifully said, like it's no so- judgment it's hey you're desperate and you're looking and like like you said you're gonna rush into decisions I love that because yes we I have also been there (laughs) but also too like you know just um the love and the grace of like hey there's so much more that's gonna like complete you like you said like you don't have to keep searching
0: yeah okay I think I've done oh wait no no one more thing (laughs) on this topic of healing why it's also near and dear to my heart is because uh like in 20 2019 my dad got diagnosed with heart failure and here we are in 2023 and he's still like battling with that and so mm-hmm. like we have had to pray and believe and have faith for his healing so yeah like i just and i mean like i said i'm a nurse so <laughs> like, i love yeah. to talk about healing and and even as I do my thing and as I don't want to call myself an influencer, but like as I show up on social media, I love to hashtag like healing journey and things like that because that's what I'm on. I'm on a fitness journey. I'm on a healing journey. And that hashtag healing journey will bring up some stuff.
1: Yeah, it will. <laughs> and I have the pleasure of knowing your family and your dad and knowing a little bit of the journey. And so um, I love that we get to be here today, like how timely And just talk about him and ourselves, and just and who God is, and through all of it.
0: Yes, so that's what I was gonna say as well. So, Julia and I, we met like when I moved to Florida, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) My family's realtor, an amazing realtor, and like when I first, when we first met each other, there was definitely like a question mark there. I was just like, I, I don't know about this woman, like. like we'll see because I I was just so focused on like finding a house like once my mind is set on a goal it's like nothing else matters like let's just get it done I can I have that mode to me or that characteristic um so when I first met Julia I was like "Mm," I don't know about her but now as time has passed and we have gotten to know each other better I'm just like oh my gosh like she's so cool and such a light and I like my admiration and my respect for you just honestly like grows with time and so i was thinking about like okay i want to talk about healing i would love somebody who has a great testimony behind this and then i was going to church uh for groups at night and i was like okay if i sue julia i'm gonna ask her and then i walked (laughs) out and you were there and i was like okay here we go. So that's how we got here.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love it. And it's, and it's such a part of my story too. It's like, just wait till you see how this unfolds. Um, yeah. So yes, when you came, when you came to town, you know, last year, um, you know, I had the honor of being connected with you and helping your family find a home, being a residential real estate agent. And, um, and, you know, that was it was hard. It was hard to find you guys something that would fit like exactly what you're looking for. And I'm so happy we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hope I hope you guys are happy with it. But it seems like you are. <laughs> and then we just got your your other extended family coming in a few houses down. So. Um, but, yeah, when I I don't know if you just want me to dive right into it.
0: I want you, you want- to share your okay. story and your journey and wherever you wherever you know wherever you want to
1: take it yeah so I had um I I had the experience of I had the honor of experiencing healing um last year and actually this technically this year but it all started last November November 19th 2022 when we were in the middle of your house search And so um, that's why this is going to be hilarious. (laughs) And um, I'll never forget one of the days it was so bad. um, I'll just jump right into this part. Um, Being at a house and your mom wasn't able to come um, because your family had experienced a a loss of your grandmother that day unexpectedly. And, you know, obviously your mom canceling on me was the last thing on her mind. So here I was, I had to take an Uber to the house because I couldn't drive. And, um, because I, I was so sick, I didn't know what was wrong with me and the Uber dropped me off and I was in the house in ginger, it was a two-story home. I walked upstairs and I was like, okay, well, I'll just do a video walkthrough for her. I thought I was going to pass out and die in that home and no one was going to find me. I <laughs> was so scary. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> it was so scary. And then I had to take an Uber home and then I was like anxious about who was picking me up and like thank God it was a woman. So I felt a little bit better, but I mean, just to give you a little bit of a cliffhanger of the state I was in. Um, so yeah, I, I, I laugh about it now, but yeah, I, one of the scariest moments of my healing journey, um, I was in a house <laughs> I'm trying to video it for you. Um, but no, I, I, made it home obviously did not die in that showing, but, <laughs> um, so November 19th, I went go-karting with friends and, um, I was side whiplashed. I was stopped completely and a car bumped into me. It was the adult go-kart. So I'm not a total loser. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) it was confirmed yesterday. I had a traumatic brain injury that went undiagnosed. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And so um, that night I thought it was okay. I mean, I had a pit in my stomach. The moment it happened, I knew I didn't feel right. I've had concussions before. Um, so I know I'm more prone to them. Um, in 2017, a horse flipped over on top of me. And that was also another miracle that like, I walked away from that, but I had a horrible concussion and then, um, um, you know, thankfully no broken bones, but, um, yeah, 1100 pounds pile-drived me into the ground. Like I saved the horse's fall, um, (laughs) with (laughs) all 110 pounds of me. And, um, you know, walked away, which I mean, totally that right there was like life changing, but I didn't know after getting a concussion, the importance of rehab with it. So, um, when I had the side whiplash again, um, you know, I, I didn't think concussion right away. Um, but I woke up in the middle of the night, my, my spine was swelling. Um, there was probably about a four to five inch um, swelling that was happening across my lower lumbar. And it was really affecting me. And I got up and to tell Steven he had fallen asleep on the couch and I leaned over him and I was not dizzy. This wasn't like I, I passed out. Like I started losing consciousness and um, I didn't realize I was losing consciousness until Steven was like yelling, like what is going on? And I'm just trying to have a conversation with him. So I was like, you're keep interrupting me. <laughs> I was like, no, I kept losing consciousness. So um ended up calling, obviously, the EMT, uh, being taken to the ER. And I knew right away with my vision the way it was. Because one of the ways I fell, I fell like a tree, he said. And I hit the head, back of my head so hard. Um, so if it wasn't the side whiplash, but also the fall from losing consciousness, that definitely secured the brain injury. And I remember telling the doctors, like, I... I'm not being I can't see straight and I was like can you test me for a concussion and they're like mm, it doesn't matter you don't play football so what's the point point?" and then even then I knew I was like I feel like there's there's treatments right but I was being told not to worry about it so they they admitted me to the hospital because um once you pass out or lose consciousness that much um that's protocol for them they started focusing on my heart so a cardiologist stepped in, and he's you know examining everything, doing running every test he can on my heart, um, ultrasounds, you know, blood work, all of that. And then while I was sitting there waiting for an MRI in my lower lumbar, because I was more worried about like spinal cord injury, um, because I also wasn't feeling pain, which was alarming when you are having that much swelling, and um, yeah. obviously affecting me so much that I was losing consciousness, uh, which I think that. I, cause I was so confused. I was told it wasn't from the concussion. Um, there was just a lot of misinformation, unfortunately, in my experience. So while I was sitting there another doctor comes in and he's looking at my hemoglobin, which I have a pattern in a history of anemia, um, the last few years since my last pregnancy. And, um, he was like convinced that I needed an iron infusion and everything inside of me was telling me, don't do it. Like, you do not need this iron. Like this is the worst decision. And I was crying, like absolutely in tears crying and did not want to do it. Well, against my better judgment, I went ahead and did it. I just felt vulnerable. And I I wanted to make a decision, not based out of fear, but like, okay, maybe this is what's best for my body. So did it, had a horrible allergic reaction. Um, The nurse wouldn't come. Um, And I know there's good nurses out there like you, but This one, for whatever reason, would not come. And so I started, like, my joints started stiffening. I was had hives all over face to my toes, um, couldn't walk. Like, I literally was, like, stiffening up so much. Um, So my body developed, like, that mast cell response um, to the medication. So, you know, they did an MRI the next day, so that's even better. They threw me in a microwave after loading me up with iron. (laughs) so my body was just like what just happened um and then the next day started just debilitating symptoms um I had tachycardia I couldn't sleep anxiety um nauseous nauseousness my whole everything was yellow like I just was yellow um my um Dizziness. I had lack of concentration, which now I know is from the brain injury. I couldn't drive for more than fifteen minutes, and this started a journey of me and being out of the in, in and out of the e- ER for um, months. I saw every doctor you could see. My inflammation titers started just climbing through the roof. <laughs> just and then they were saying, "Oh, maybe this awakened some sort of autoimmune." disease um and you know which could be true um but um it just it it just ended up just putting me in a tailspin i i, I mean i literally i couldn't even like you know parenting young girls right like oh, there's gosh. times you've got to step in and deal with stress i i couldn't have any stress in my life or my heart rate would jump up to 155 I was waking up in the middle of the night with 155 heart rate consistently. I couldn't even lay flat. Like I had to lay sitting up. It was hell. Like it was absolute hell. Um, And what's interesting is a week before the accident, I went to a conference by Andy Mason um, who runs a ministry that's called um, heaven and business and it's for entrepreneurs. And um, I love it. It's such a great workshop. And you know, it was the second year I had attended and they do prophetic prayer sessions. And, um, I have my journal right here and I I wish I would have recorded it. Um, but I did write down right afterwards. And right before I went into this prophetic session, we were talking about testimony and the importance of having a testimony. And just a reminder, this is all for business leaders. This isn't for people in ministry. This is just everyone in general, like you need to have a testimony. Um, Our story is so important. And he's like, you got to write it down and you've got to repeat it to your, your kids, your friends, whoever, like, so you got to remember it, write it down and repeat it and speak it. Like, he's like, just write it and like, put it on your, the walls of your house so that you always see it. And um, he's like, this is going to feed your faith and grow your faith. And I was like, man, like, what's my testimony? Like, I really don't know what my testimony is. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents have radical testimony stories. I don't feel like I have a radical testimony. So I go into this prophetic <laughs> session. Famous last words. <laughs> Famous, yeah. Christian- yeah. <laughs> Famous Christian <Ooh>. last words. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, I sat down, and, um, it was funny because at first they didn't know who they were praying for. and I was like, it's, it's me, you' you're you're praying for me." And there was three individuals in there. and um they they said three things over me. First one was,, um, they saw me like a child running down the stairs on Christmas morning. and um like in anticipation, and that there's presence under the tree, and God has these amazing gifts for me. And it's not going to be what I expect, but it will be better, which, you know, I was like, okay, it's a little ominous, but sure. (laughs) The second was, um, a football tunnel and that like, you know, how like the team runs out in the football tunnel. And they said before I was like a lion, um, a season of taking lead, which my personality, um, you know, I can be outspoken, um, I can definitely, you know, assert myself, but they said now God is leading me into like being like a lamb and he's got a new thing for me. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, maybe God wants me to deal with my anger issues, but okay, there we go. (laughs) And then third was healing. And I kind of tuned down on this one because I was like, well, they're like, who do you need healing? And I was like, "I, I don't know. Um, I was like, my they're like, does someone around you need healing? And at that time, my mom was kind of going through some stuff and um, nothing major, but some things. And I was like, maybe my mom, like, I don't don't know. And I was like, but then I felt compelled to say, no, me. And I was like, no, I I really think this is for me. I was like, maybe it's my anemia. And I just know they went big on that one. I wish I would have tuned in more. But like I said, I kind of tuned out because I was like, I really don't know if this is all for me. And words I remember were power of healing, for myself god wanted to show me the power of healing maybe something about healing ministry which i don't i don't know um and then she kept saying this weird word um and they were speaking in tongues you know like there was the gift of the the spirit there um and she kept repeating this word over and over again like galoppy and she kept saying it means step by step like he's going to lead you through it step by step and i totally forgot about this. And then, you know, after my accident, I've never been hospitalized. I've never, I did home births. Like I've stayed away from the hospital as much as I possibly can. (laughs) I can understand yeah, yeah, And when I got home and I opened my journal and found that it freaked me out, Ginger. Like I was like, whoa, like what, what does this mean? Like Cause here I am now, like I literally spent Thanksgiving last year in an ER because I thought I was having a heart attack because, you know, I had pain, I had dizziness and then my heart was like crazy. Um, it was scary. And, and so when I came home and, and found that, um, it really freaked me out and I almost kind of closed it for, I was like, Nope, I'm just don't know what I tapped into. I'm don't know if I want it. But then I was like, you know what God, all right, show me healing. Like you want to show me healing. This is what you spoke. Like, let's do it. So I started, um, journaling and what I did is I just like, I'm going to research it. And so I um, started a journal and I would just go through every single passage in the Bible about healing. And I would write what God did and who God was in it. And then I wrote the response of the individual, um, just like i don't know can i crack the code on it right <laughs> i love that um and then yeah like it, and through that i mean this was all november and when wouldn't it we close on your your house last year do you remember it
0: was the middle of december so it was like right, right after p- my birthday
1: yeah yeah right after and right before yeah. christmas yeah, yeah. wasn't it like the 19th probably assume, yeah like 17th 19th something like that and that closing, by the way, whew, we did that within two weeks. That was exciting. I, that was, was so that grateful. Was a fun one. <laughs> um,
0: is it okay if I like interject a little here?
1: Yeah, of course. Okay. Because I don't want to like stop
0: your flow. But yeah, I remember my mom was like, is it okay with you guys if we get the house before Christmas? And we were like, "Uh, yeah, why wouldn't it be? And also, well, I have like a list of things to say, but from the outside looking in, I remember because my dad's major hospital first hospitalization here in Florida was like the end of October, beginning of November, because he spent his birthday in the hospital. And so like a few weeks later, he was out of the hospital and we were at church. And because of, I think they have put in the defibrillator device at this point. So because of that, he could not handle how loud worship was in church. So he was outside in the lobby And you were also outside the lobby. And he was like, you'll never guess who I saw out there. So yeah, crazy times. And
1: and well, and I mean, and that's why, because like I had, I did not know I had a traumatic brain injury. Like I just literally did neurology testing yesterday. And for the first time in over a year, I, I now know what I had. Cause I was like, I love that I've been healed. And I know we'll get to all of that, but like, I don't know what I was healed of. Yeah, now I know. Like, I was healed of a traumatic brain injury. Like, that's wild. Um, and so I, I the same thing. I couldn't be around people. I couldn't like just like a concussion. Like you hear about that. Like, I mean, literally, Ginger. I, I remember it was Thanksgiving break, and we still wanted to do something with the kids. And I think it may have been the day before this all happened. Because that may probably been the the Sunday after. Um or maybe it was two Sundays after, but I remember being pushed around in a wheelchair at the mall. And like, I couldn't handle the the sounds in the mall. Like it was too much for me. Um, and I could only stand for little periods of time. So going to church, like your dad, like yeah, the music, the lights, it was way too overstimulating for me. And um, I remember being out in the lobby with your dad and me and him just praying over each other, which was probably one of the most beautiful moments of this whole journey.
0: I love that. That's beautiful that you were (laughs) able to have that moment. The fact that you were in a wheelchair in the mall, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I can, I don't know. I've been in, I being like healthy have been in the mall and been overwhelmed so i can only imagine <laughs> like how much worse it is when you have the tbi in the background and i'm just gonna say tbi because i'm a nurse and it's so much easier than
1: traumatic brain traumatic injury. brain injury <laughs> yeah so the, as long as we know it people know what yeah, that means just, um because the first <laughs> i heard that i was like what does that stand for <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna say that so now i have permission
0: to um abbreviate but also as i'm listening to you I want to highlight advocating for yourself because yeah, we can go to doctors and nurses and professionals, but you know your body better than we do and if you have that inner voice, that inner that feeling like don't ignore that. Um and you, you really do have to learn. This is something I had to learn too how to advocate for myself and so that's so important. And okay, the whole thing about what's my testimony, went through yeah. the same exact thing and because I remember listening to something and it's like, you have to be ready to share your testimony. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I've ever done that before. So I went through the same exact thing of, like, just thinking over my story and, like, putting that together. um I think that's something I did in the last year, honestly. And so, like you said, our testimonies are so powerful. um On top of that, having a prophetic word. Those are two things, um prophetic words and testimonies, because your testimony is Well, the word says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so there's that. (laughs) I don't know what else Mm -hmm. to add to that. Your testimony is powerful. Like somebody needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. And then prophetic words. Like I know people can be a little like suspicious of the prophetic, but personally, I love prophetic. I love prophecy. I love prophetic culture. Like it's just so amazing to me. And in this season that I'm in, like I've been holding on to – prophetic words and yes like if you have the opportunity to record or write down like do it because there's going to be a moment where you are going to it's going to be helpful to have that to go back to like somebody that I was listening to recently she said that a lot of people try to speak prophetic words over here and she's very cautious of who she allows to speak Mm -hmm. into her life but when she does allow somebody to
1: speak she's like hold on I got to record this and well yeah and that's one thing Andy Mason said, and, and I love and I respected it so much right after that session, he said, you know, always take it to God, always take it to God. Like no matter yes. what someone says to you, whether they're the trust, most trusted person or not, like you take, thank you so much. I'm going to go pray about that now because that's whose voice we want to hear. Right. Cause we exactly. love, and I think that's it's such an incredible practice. So that also stuck with me when he said that. Um, And, you know, and, Like with what you're saying, though, like prophetic words, think about manifestation in our culture right now or um, palm readers. I mean, just like we're talking about the occult, like once again, like, you know, some people just don't know like the danger, like the darkness behind that. And that it's just a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit and prophetic word, like
0: what God speaks over
1: us. So it's like, once again, people are searching to hear about their future or their, um, what what life has in store for them right or the universe has in store for them but really it's what God has in store for them and he can he can tell you the way
0: exactly. so that just made me think of that
1: too thank you and for adding so that. yeah and I and I love and it goes along with what we were like entered with right and so um I love sharing that right because I remember sitting there and there was a woman with me a, a friend of mine and she was like a prophetic prayer like what is that? Like, that sounds weird. I go, well, have you ever been to a palm reader? And she's like, well, yeah. I go, this is so much better <laughs> because wow. this is actually God's truth being spoken to you. Like this, that's what palm reading is a counterfeit of. And so it's fun. She went and hadn't like, just loved it. So...
0: <laughs> that is so that's great.
1: Um, I love that.
0: I would never think to explain it that way. So I love that, that connection that you made there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something that God revealed to me in this. And, I, you know, and the people along the way, like with me and your dad, right? Like that being there and praying healing over each other, you know, it was just seeing God through it, right? Like when God says it, like when he speaks that over you prophetically, he's going to do it. And that's what I've just learned and just the beauty of that, right? Like I got to experience that in such a tangible way. And it's not because I'm more special or more holy, it's available for everyone if we seek it. Like it says in John, right? Like we just need to seek him. He will reveal himself. Um, I was just reading that this morning and the disciples, you know, it was like the the famous last words, right? Like Jesus is parting words with the disciples before he gets arrested. And he's telling them, he's like, you have now seen the father. And I think it was um, Philip that was like, well, can you show us the father? And he's like, okay, seriously, I just said, <laughs> you have just seen the father you've been he's if you look for him i'm right here (laughs) and i feel like sometimes it's like man like we're all we're all searching right and like here i am like man god do you want to heal me and then it's like i opened up my journal and he's like if you just remembered a week ago i told you i'm going to heal you (laughs) just trust me step by step and that's a phrase I want to keep using in this because it's so important with the the crescendo of this. But um, I, I like to laugh at God's sense of humor with us because it's like so oftentimes, like, and you'll see it with the disciples, like I just said, like he'll say something and then we'll be like, "But if only this," and he's like, "I I literally just said that." Like, <laughs> so I felt like that was a part of my healing journey of like, "All right, God, do you want to heal me? Will you heal me?" And fearful if He was going to heal me, and really He spoke it over me so clearly and just had to step into it, right? Like I just had to walk it out and believe it. And with people like your dad showing up and just praying for me was just such a huge part of all of this. And just the importance of community while we walk life together, no matter if you need spiritual healing, like you said, or physical healing, emotional healing, mental health healing, you have to have people, Like you just have to, and um, like first God and then people. And I know we're so thankful to be part of our church community together. And, um, and we participate in the groups, right? Like we got to show up and, um, and look for him in that. And so one of the most other impactful things that happened for me was, you know, my parents were really there for me um, and our family through this and you know, my dad was just calling anyone and everyone telling them what was happening to me. Right. And I think they were a little bit like worried too, um, obviously. And, um, he reached out to, um, our old church's pastor's wife, because the pastor had passed away. Um, and I'll never forget. I still have it right here. Um, this book, it's called the power of heal by John Hagee and what's so special about it is that she did a handwritten note and she had been healed. And when my dad was, he was diagnosed with a heart condition that's really rare called wolf White's syndrome or Parkinson Wolf-White syndrome, something like that, um, back when I was in college. And the pastor um, that I'm talking about, he showed up to the hospital in Oklahoma before my dad's heart surgery and prayed for him. And, um, everything went really well. My dad didn't even need a pacemaker and they were able to do what they were going in to do. But, you know, she gave me these scriptures and to just stand on. Right. And so I just was so touched by this, like just the outpour of people who were just showing up who didn't even like know me or have any relationship with me, but they believed in healing so much. And then, um, you know, just, just, I would literally just at night, just listen to healing scriptures pretty much every single night um just in my ears constantly just being flooded with the word of god and so just the importance of that right like to getting that prophetic word but then also actively engaging yourself in the word of god
0: yeah exactly that's a dynamic duo right there and <laughs> that's even something i hear about all the time it's like find scriptures to like support what you're believing for because it's one thing like to believe for something or to desire for something or to say that something is going to happen like positively um even but it's another thing when you partner it with the word of God as a believer because the word of God will not return void like Mm-mm. it's a take that to the bank like
1: yeah kind of deal, <laughs> like, <so.
0: laughs> like it's a whole it, book of promises <laughs> yeah like we can say whatever we want and that's great and our words have power and whatever but like If you really want to take it a step further, like, go ahead and find some scriptures to pair it with. Yes. So our
1: our faith has power, you know, I mean, every time that 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 Jesus healed someone, he would usually ask him a question, like, do you believe I can heal you or do you want to be healed? And he just wants to hear it. And so many times in the Bible, I feel like God has shown me, like, he just wants to hear what we think of him, what we know of him as truth. Like even Moses, when, um, I don't remember, like, so God in Exodus, like, so many times, or Deuteronomy, so, like, so many times he's, like, ready just to, to just get rid of all the Israelites, right? Because they just are doing stupid stuff after they just witnessed so much healing and miracle being, like, led out of Egypt. And Moses is like, no, you are kind, you are patient, you are slow to anger, like, you're merciful, like, don't do it, like, just, like, what will the other nations think? Like, and so God was like, okay, you're right. Like, I'm not going to do that. And so I just think so many times, like, God just wants to hear his promises and his character being repeated back to him because it's it's we're believing who God is.
0: That's good. I was going to ask you, speaking of scriptures and journaling and all that, like, so that was kind of where I, inter- before I interjected, where you left off that you started journaling. And so where did that take you? Or what did you discover? Yep.
1: Yeah. So definitely that. So I definitely discovered like, that's like what God wants. Like he, God, what I discovered was God wants to hear what we believe. Like, do we believe that he can heal us or does he believe like, or do we believe that like he can't. And um, so much of it is our active participation in walking in that faith journey um, and through our healing. Because, this is actually perfect. So just to speed up real quick. So, um, and where I'm at right now. So, um, that all happened November 19th. And then in January, so I started to kind of feel a little bit better. Um, I was like, okay, like I'm still dizzy, like still, you know, I'm driving a little bit further. I'm able to pick up the kids, you know, stuff like that. Or I found out like, you know, if I started to have, if I needed to drive further, I remember there was a client I was working with and they wanted to look at properties that was about 25 minutes away and I couldn't drive that far. But if I took magnesium, then I could maybe get through it. But it was really scary to be places and feel like I didn't know when I was going to start feeling like I was going to pass out. Um, and then I'm with people I don't really know, you know, um, outside of your family, but I'm just saying like um, open houses or so. I mean, it, it was very, I felt very vulnerable. And in January, we just, we were taking a trip to New Orleans with some friends and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not feeling really great. I kind of feel like I'm gonna pass out. But you know what? I'm stubborn, and I'm not gonna let this define me. You know, like <laughs> I'm gonna go. That plane ride was one of the worst experiences of my life, and my body just—it was so overstimulating um, for my all my function. Like, I started shaking uncontrollably. My heart rate was through the roof. Um, thankfully, my friend who was also a nurse was there, and she was just walked me through it and then i was like okay like i'm going to be fine i'm going to push that night i slept didn't even slept i tossed and turned i was felt so vulnerable so weak and i was like this is miserable like i don't want to be here so my husband drove me home from new orleans literally the next day and uh i won't forget cuz like you know he still was kind of learning and i you know i'm i'm pretty headstrong and i i'm pretty tough like i i have a high i feel like I can be um, very. I can talk a lot about what I'm going through, but I, I feel like I have a really high pain tolerance, and so it might not look like I'm always in pain. And um, I remember my husband being like, "Can you just drive for like 20 minutes? I'm exhausted." Right. <laughs> I got a wheel behind the, uh, the behind the wheel of the car, and when I got on the interstate, I was like, my brain was like, "Oh, there's a bird flying," and "Oh, what's going on over here?" And I was like, "Steven, I'm in a wreck. Like, I I can." because of the TBI, like total loss of concentration. So it was that bad. And then we got home. I mean, he drove, praise God that all those, I think it's like 11 hour drive. It's crazy. And, um, it it was scary. And then I was in the ER again, like the day later, like it was so bad. So that was a big turning point. And then from there, I totally tanked. Um, and it was scary. Like it was really scary, but coming up in two weeks was beautiful conference for our church, which is an annual conference that we have every February. Christine Kane was coming. And I just remember being like, if I could just get there, if I, I don't know, it's a two-day conference, it's in Tampa. If my friends can just drive me there. Like I felt like that the parable, you know, of the friends that have uh, the paralyzed friend and they, they know Jesus is speaking somewhere and they lower him down the roof right and because of their friend's faith like he was healed i was like man it was mixed with that with a little bit of like you know um i think it was it was a peter who like like someone was healed just because of something he touched or something like that i want to say there was another apostle like I, it felt a little bit of a mix because like if i could just get to christine kane if christine <laughs> kane can just pray for me <laughs> i know i will be healed And, you know, that was a big step to go there because of the loud noise and the singing and just how exhausting it was just to sit in a conference with 1,500 women or 2,000 women, whatever it is. I didn't know how I was going to do. And I was a little scared because I wasn't sleeping at night either. Like at this point, I was not sleeping. And um, I just remember walking to that conference and all the staff from Grace just praying over me because I, lo- I looked bad. Like I looked real bad at that point. And, um, I, uh, just, you know, was getting through it. Just the, every worship song just felt like such a declaration, you know, cause here we were singing songs like here again, or, um, you know, just declaring our faith that like God's going to do something. He's going to move mountains. Right. And this woman got up and spoke Irene Rollins. Do you remember her? Cause you were there. Oh were my I bought her book cause yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, if I talk about the place that I was in during beautiful conference, we'll be here for another hour because, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was so good. She was so, so good. That was my first time hearing her. Yeah, me too.
1: I had no clue who she was. And I mean, like I said, my eye was on the prize of getting to Christine Kane who hadn't spoken yet. And, um, do you remember when she was teaching and like sharing her story, right. Of being healed of alcoholism, Right here, it works because here we are talking about healing. Um, remember when she was talking about the part when she was in Africa and she was hiding the fact that she was detoxing because here she was on this missions trip and she can't drink at all, and no one knows that she's actually going through with withdrawal symptoms. And um, they were hiking up that mountain, and remember like the story? So she's um. Stra- like The mountain's so steep and like the, the edges are so intense that they had to be strapped to a guide. And the word was poli poli. And she kept saying the word poli poli over and over again. And she goes, what it means is step by step. Yeah. And she's like, oh just God. the same way with her healing story. God's going to be anchored to her, right? Strapped to her as she's climbing up this mountain saying poli poli step by step, step by step. And I was like, wow. Like I didn't, did not remember my journal at the time had not picked it up. And probably, you know, since I saw it in November, totally forgot about it. And I just knew that word was for me. And it was right after that. Um, I went up, For prayer, because she said, anyone who wants to come up for prayer for healing, come up. And I remember a woman named Sue Bonham, who's the mother of Kristen Bonham, one of the executive the executive pastors at our church. Yes, Sue's amazing. Um, and she prayed over me. And I'm not trying to say other people's prayers are more holy than other people's, but there is something that happens when Sue Bonham prays for you. And she prayed, just started, pr- she had no idea what was wrong with me. Like I, I was up for prayer and I remember pastor Kristen turned and looked at me and was like, what are you doing up here? <laughs> Cause you know, I think most people were coming up for like addiction release. And I was like, I'm here for praying like prayer. Like I need prayer. And, um, she goes, okay, hold on. And I was like, all right. And uh, like, she just kind of disappeared. And I was like, well, what do I do now? Like <laughs> the person I thought was going to yeah. for me and just ran away. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe she doesn't realize like how bad I am. Like I need prayer. And she came back with her mom and she's like, and I had no clue. Like her mom just, I mean, just was calling stuff out of me and I'm just sobbing. And I just won't, like, I won't forget. Like she's one of the things she prayed over me was PTSD. And like, it was so loud in there. Like Sue didn't even know what was going on with me. She just was like calling things out and PTSD was one of them. And I mean, that one really got me. Because I was, I think I was, I mean, I know I was living in a state of fight or flight because one, because of the TBI, but also two, just, it was traumatic in all sense of the words. Fighting through the days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sat back down and then Christine spoke and then, um, and then she started speaking about her new book, um, the don't look back, you know, remember lots wife. Yeah. And when she talked about your normal was so abnormal, God is so much more for you. Stop looking back. I Oh man, that pierced me because that was one thing I just kept saying. I was like, I just want to feel normal again. I just want to feel normal again. And I was like, man, if I really think about it, like my, I, I wasn't really normal. Like I had anger issues. I, you know, there was a lot of stuff that God wanted to work out of me, especially being a pastor's wife and these this new role that I've been walking into right over the last few years at Clearwater and I was like all right like I don't know if he's ever gonna heal me or the healing's gonna look like how I think it's gonna look but like I just want to move forward like how do I move forward today instead of waiting to feel better to move forward and so I went up for prayer again after Christine spoke and I locked eyes with Christine like (laughs) just saw her sitting there. Cause usually like last year she got done speaking in the like ran off stage, like went back in the green room, but she actually stayed this time and participated in the worship. And I just, you know, made eye contact. Um, and she, you know, looked right at me and I was like, Hey, I would love to talk to you. And, um, she totally was willing to talk to me and, She came and she's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, hey, as someone that like, I know what you've been through, like Christine Kane was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and was healed. Like, I mean, she was healed of it. And I was like, I'm sure that during that, like you had so many dark thoughts, like someone like you and like God is gifted. um, A lot of times we can kind of think like, what did I do to deserve this? Or I brought this into my life or you know um or god doesn't love me like i'm not being healed like a lot of those those things will come in in those dark moments and i was like i'm sure you've experienced those and she was like yeah like, how, like i'm like she was like yeah I, I that did happen to me and i don't know how public that is but um i just for whatever reason remember that and um she was like what's going on with you and i just told her i was like look like i'm don't know what's wrong with me Cause at that time i wasn't diagnosed um i was like but I want to move forward, and so she was like, "Can I pray for you?" And I was like, "Yes." That's why I'm here. here. That's <laughs> why I'm here. Which I, this was so that too, like confirmation, like God ordained that moment, and she prayed that in seven days I would have healing or have answers, and you know I went home that night, like obviously this like, man, like I feel so restored and I felt so loved by God. I felt so seen by God that He just honored those things that He put in my heart that I desired. And um that was just so kind. Like just so kind of him. And I won't forget, like, you know, I had another client come in town that la- next week. And it was my first time doing showings and since you, your, your family, to be honest um, actually trying to remember if I, I think I sold a house, but it was in my neighborhood. It was like a few doors down. So like that had transpired and it was between friends. So like, once again, another, like, yeah, different different. difference. But this was the first time, like I'm taking out a new client I'm meeting now for the first time and showing her houses, um, which involves driving and me driving the client and in and out of all these houses, which is a lot on me. and um. I had to walk upstairs. <laughs> I remember the tachycardia started again and I'm trying to play it off, you know? And she's like, something's wrong with you. And I was like, I- I'm-, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then, you know, she's like, no, you're not okay. Like I can tell you're not okay. And I just got to share with her, like, I'm believing God's going to heal me. Like this is, you know, a little bit of my story and, It was so incredible just to like, I don't know if that was just meant to encourage her and where she was at, um, but it definitely encouraged me. Mm -hmm. But that was day seven. And the next day I woke up and no more tachycardia. And it was one of those things where it wasn't like I knew right away I was healed, but I just, it was like onion layers, right? Like just kind of like, okay, all right, like, here we go. And I want to say by like a week later, I, um, you know it was at home and i would my routine was like putting on worship music and all of that um and i started to realize like i feel okay like i feel like i can dance a little bit i feel like i can i love that <laughs> like i was like oh my gosh i'm not getting tachycardia and so that's like when it started to like hit me like oh i still need to walk in my healing and like engage in the healing and be aware that God's healing me. And so without that to say where I'm at today is like, you know, I'm, there's still like some things that like, you know, I'm, I need to work on. Um, but I don't think healing is necessarily this boom one and done. And yes, it can be like, like Jesus healed the blind man right away. And he saw, but like for. Oh, also it's also healing is like, it's a journey. It's step-by-step step. it's that just keep going, just keep believing because the enemy wants to come and he wants to rob us and try to think that like, no, 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 no. Like you don't have full healing yet. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: no, it's literally perfect timing because your episode will be out after the episode with the therapist. And we literally talked about this, how, yeah, like you can be delivered, but there's still,
1: there's still aftermath. Like there's still things have to be done. (laughs) So it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And that's, I feel like that step-by-step piece and it's not to discourage us. It's not meant to, um, make it feel hopeless. I believe it's because God wants us to have dependency on him. And you think about the, like when Jesus healed the, the, the men, the group of men that had leprosy and like, I, I don't remember exactly how many, maybe there was three or four, only one came back. I feel like it
0: was 10 was it 10? Yeah. I was, I think, yeah. it was agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But only I mean, one. Cause one I love that back. story. Cause and I want to be the one. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, man, like if he just radically changes us, then it's like, we're human. Like we're like the Israelites. Like the next day we're building golden caps in the desert. Right. <laughs> but like, I feel like there's that, that, that need for dependency on him and to remind us. So like, um, you know, you and I just went through freedom, right. Which is yeah. a group that we have at grace incredible group where, you know, we get to walk through it's 10 weeks, you know, we get to explore what f- true freedom in our spiritual journey looks like. Right. And, you know, it makes me think about like how, um, oh my gosh, I just lost our my train of thought. Um, cause I wanted to at least describe what freedom was, <laughs> but, um, oh man, shoot. Well, maybe God didn't want me to say that. <laughs> <I don't know, laughs> Edit but... it out. Edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, oh man, okay, leopards, leopardsy.
0: Um, we would forget. What oh he yes. did if he just healed us, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't remember. It's fine. I'll come back to me. Okay,
0: okay. Well, I'm gonna say something really quick, so maybe it'll come back to you. But yesterday, when I was talking with a therapist, she was like, or not my therapist, the therapist that I interviewed, which if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that episode, go back now. But anyways, (laughs) and she was like, some things are not curable. And immediately my reaction was like, well, what do you mean? Some things are not curable. Like nothing is impossible with God. And then I had to like, okay, Ginger, like step back, like think about that. And I was like, maybe she's right. Because I think about like Paul and the thorn in his flesh that he had. And even that's another thing that God has been speaking to me about this year is that dependency on him. Um, Especially like, I was listening to Jackie Hill Perry and she was talking about like even financially, like depending on God for provision and just the whole ideas of like daily bread and manna. And that's something I've been like wrestling with God about this year because I'm like, to be honest, God, I don't like this. I don't want manna. I don't want daily bread. I want bread with preservatives that last forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> this whole daily thing's not, it's not cute, but we have to, he wants us to have to be dependent on him because you're absolutely right. Like without if he just gave us what we wanted in an instant, it would be a hot mess. We would have, there would be no need for him, and that yeah a disaster.
1: No, that's good. That's a girl. Love that image. Enjoy- I mean the the connection there. Um, yeah. So with freedom and what God has taught me through freedom, is uh that thorn in the side. Like you were just saying, when I start to have maybe those residual like effects, like um maybe I'll have t- like you know like my I won't have tachycardia, but like maybe my heart rate will be a little elevated. Right. Um, I, and I find like, thank God, God, you've taken me so far. Um, And this is one thing we talked about in our freedom group is that we, we talked about like those reminders, right? Like another girl was talking about her addiction with pornography and, you know, she feels like sometimes she has residuals and she's like, she'll feel shame or guilt. Like, Oh, like maybe I'm not really free or why, what, why would I think about that, that memory I have from it? And really it's just Satan, like trying to make is an attack from Satan. So I feel like sometimes where we can give Satan too much credit, like we're not like, we can under credit him because instead of saying that's just an attack. So with the healing, right? Like, If my body starts to maybe act out of line or, you know, that fear starts creeping back in, like, am I really healed? It's like, no, no, no. I am thankful. Like God has healed me. Like, oh man, isn't that cute? Satan thinks that he's going to try to hold me back again and reframing it because we need that dependency on God. We need that reminder because once again, just like the testimony, remember it. Right. And sometimes those, those thorns in the side are just ways to help us remember it like we have a testimony we have healing we have freedom and then for us to share it with someone um, else who needs freedom or you know just needs to hear the gospel and the goodness of God
0: and I love that you touched on gratitude because I will always always (laughs) talk about how important gratitude is and that's a big shift that I also had this year was reframing and changing my perspective, even just changing how I pray. Like, I don't, God, can you do this? No, God, thank you for doing this. Thank you that your word says this. So it's like, if in a moment, you can't say thank you, God, for doing blah, 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 because he hasn't done it yet. Thank you in advance. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. There's always, we can always say thank you to God. And I, and I try to Every time I remember, like, I think I post thank you, God, on my Instagram story, especially lately, like every day, I find like a different way to say thank you or a different post that says thank you. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that is also really powerful.
1: Absolutely. It's that humility piece, right? Where it's like, we can't do it ourselves. Like I couldn't heal myself. The doctors couldn't heal me. Like they didn't even diagnose me correctly. (laughs) And I saw a lot of them. I mean, I saw rheumatologists. I saw hematologists. I saw functional medicine. I saw chiropractic. I saw... Every doctor in the ER, cardiology, I mean, and then even traditional doctors. And it's just like, I mean, it, it was expensive, <laughs> very expensive. And uh, no one knew that no one had answers. Um, And I mean, that's just the, the humility of it, right? Just that like, he has the answers. He, We are so great. I mean, he just wants our gratitude. Like, he just wants us and he will take care of us. It's like a parent, right? Like, yeah. we just want our kids to like say thank you
0: <laughs> and yeah. we're like
1: we'll give you more you know like what else do you want you know and I think the same way like he's a loving father and um if we just acknowledge him that's all he wants is our humility and our hearts and our gratitude yeah so
0: I'm like thinking as you're talking I'm like so how did you how did you just finally get this diagnosis then
1: so I um kind of was walking through talking about that remember the, the thorn in the side and remembering um the last six weeks have been pretty tough um just in a lot of anxiety and ptsd was creeping back in but um about um maybe longer than six weeks but end of september So I was like what what day is it it's december. december um first. so yeah so it's about two better. months ago <laughs> <laughs> um i did something i don't know what like there was a lot of variables. I had pain in my side. And um and so uh, through that, like a lot of those um responses were jumping back up again. Um, and a lot of it is sometimes like sensitivity, like I said, like with um like I think like my vagal nerve, um, which I've been learning a lot about that. And um, like, I mean, I couldn't even sneeze without screaming and still even like today, like I'll sneeze and it it hurts so bad. So, um, it was a mixture between chiropractic and, um, trying to do a new workout that involved my obliques and, um, a couple other things that just, I did something, I wrecked something in my body. And, um, I started kind of searching again, like, okay, like I got to address this. I got to figure out what this is. Once again, I don't know what it is. And um Instagram. Uh, <laughs> someone um popped up. And one of the things is like before so like right when I got healed, I knew I needed to see a neurologist. And um I had a hard time getting into one because I was like, I really need to go down this TBI journey because I believe I'm certain to believe this is what I have. And um, I just could not get into a neurologist. And then finally when I did, it was the wrong kind of neurology because I didn't know that there was different types of neurology. Um, and neither. someone was someone was trying to help me and she was like, go see this neurologist. He's great. And when I got there, he's like, all I do is spinal spine, like uh, back surgeries. And I was like, that's not why I'm here. Um, so it was, he's like, it was kind of humorous because he was like, I don't, Know what to do for you, and I'm like, great, this is perfect. I'm glad I waited six weeks to get in, and then you know I got healed, and I was like, you know what, I'm fine. I don't need that. And like, like I said, little things would pop up here and there, but I would just use them as times to be grateful. So through this last push of what happened with my side, um, and just kind of triggering that, um, they they call it dysautonomia. Have you heard of that before? I've heard.
0: So I don't really know. You can unpack it though.
1: So. It's actually really, really interesting. Um, and we have someone at our church who actually um started a nonprofit about awareness of dysautonomia. So when you have any trauma to your spinal cord um involving your brain, um y- these uh your there's your parathetic and your sympathetic nervous systems, which you probably know what those words more know more than I do. Um, uh, mean more than I do. And so Things like then your heart will respond, or your um, speech could, you know, be affected, or just other motor skills. Um, So that's dysautonomia. It's like injury to your to your spinal cord, essentially. Um, And I'm so sorry, Kelly Freeman, if I'm saying that incorrectly. But um, look it up on your own time. (laughs) Yes, look it up on your own. So um, with a TBI, right? I'm more sensitive to things that maybe wouldn't have, I've been sensitive to before is probably the best way to put it. So uh,
0: yeah, that's so simple and makes traveling,
1: sense. traveling noise. Um, you know, those aren't just symptoms of the TBI. It's, it's the, the effect in your body. And so, um, there's, you know, things that you can do to, for treatment. And so, um, one of the things I noticed was my vagal nervous, um, response was that like, you know, certain functions would happen in my body and it would cause anxiety. Um, and so I was like, wait, why, why am I feeling anxious? And it's just so, it's just like your body goes into like havoc, if that makes sense. So I started exploring that a little bit. And um, like, for example, like I did a colonic and it caused my body to go into tachycardia for days afterwards because that was just so overwhelming on me. Um, Whereas a normal person would have been fine, you know? So I have to be very careful. And I noticed like some of the supplements I take and some of the things like, you know, those are the residuals I'm talking about that I'm like, okay, like caffeine, coffee. Like I have to be so careful with now because when your body goes through trauma like that and it not even just from the go-kart accident, but also from the medication allergic reaction, um, Mm -hmm. you develop a mast cell which then, um, what that does is that creates, you create histamine to things that you normally wouldn't create histamine to.
0: So it means are related to allergic reactions
1: mm-hmm, okay. to sensitivities. Yeah. So yeah. certain smells I started to become sensitive to, which was not normal of me. That's all dysautonomia. So that's kind of tells a little bit about what it is. So I've been experiencing that since kind of the last two months and I was sitting there scrolling on Instagram one night and, um, Neurology chiropractic came up, and I was like, "That's interesting. <laughs> like that sounds like something I need." And so I uh, was like, "I wonder if we have something like that nearby." And um, because they were talking about the vagal nerve and like what it looks like to have a damaged vagal nerve, and I was like, "Man, that kind of sounds a little bit like me." And so, and like I said, when I was in the hospital, I was really concerned about the spinal cord injury, like that happened with that side whiplash. And, um, so I landed up in this office yesterday in downtown St. Pete, and it's a functional medicine doctor, neurology component, and then also chiropractic. So it's not just like, it's kind of a full, like one-stop shop. And they had me doing all these different tests. And I told Stephen, it was actually kind of fun. Like we're talking virtual reality tests. We're talking eye movement, um, tests and which I failed with flying colors. So. (laughs) But it was so interesting, Ginger, because, you know, one of the things that's been most exciting about this is sharing my story in the medical world, especially like for my cardiologists per se, because my cardiologist that I met in the ER when I was um, administered there in the hospital, he slapped a one month halter monitor on me. So that that was me and your dad, right? We were in the lobby together with our halter monitors. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about our monitors. And, um, it was so exciting to do my follow-up appointment with him because, you know, he saw me at my worst and I was like, I'm not the same person. He goes, what worked, what happened? And I was like, I don't know what your faith is, but I was healed. Someone prayed that in seven days I would be healed and I was healed. And so like, I've just been, I mean, every doctor appointment I go into, like they're like, you know, what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? I'm like, well, Jesus has worked for me. So (laughs) So, yeah, yesterday here I was again with this woman and she's trying to get the full story, trying to be like, okay, well then what happened? You know, like, how did you like, you know, she was like, when we first started the appointment before we did any of the testing, she's like, oh, this is, this is not going to be good. You know, like what you're describing to me is not going to be good. And then, um, by the end of it she's like you know your my eye function or endurance or something like is not it needs help but there's treatment you can do um but she's like you're really not as bad as I thought you were gonna be and I was like well let me tell you <laughs> I I told her you know like someone prayed for me and God healed me and I was like but you know I know that I'm still in a journey of it and she goes huh interesting well you know, I know the psychosomatic response and just kind of goes into the medical, like you just maybe your body was just ready to be healed by then. And I was like, no, like someone prayed for me and I'm just smiling and I'm not being mean, judgmental. And she goes, she starts to share with me that her Lyme's patients that she has seen, um, same thing. She goes, I've, I've had a woman that had Lyme's disease and she had her people praying. And then one specific prayer group, they prayed and you know, um, I, you know, then the psychosomatic caught up. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, actually, that's really cool that you've had another patient in here, like confirmed with Lyme's disease, that's got healed. And I just, to me, I'm like, Hey, this is like my favorite part of the whole journey is like getting to show these doctors and talk to these doctors about, Hey, like I walked away from this a lot better, you know, doing a lot better. Like know. my almost like healing than I was
0: life. supposed to, or then he would have expected
1: Mm -hmm. And hearing other people doing it too. So (laughs) here it's out there, it's happening. And maybe that's just something that's going to help change the medical world. You know, the more we talk about our stories.
0: Yes, I love that so much. And (laughs) as you're talking, I was just thinking about um, when Paul asks for, he's, I forgot which book this is, but he asks for boldness to continue to speak the truth or the word of God or the gospel. And Mm -hmm. in one version it's like as i should like the boldness that i need to speak as i should and that has like left a mark on my heart because it's like yeah i i want to be bold too with my story and even like most recently um i was working with a lawyer to do my divorce and i never told her like by the way i don't know if i ever shared my faith or anything or that i literally was like past uh fasting and praying what was i going to say fasting and praying i'm always like mixing words together i was literally like fasting and praying like god like please like, please let this be a favorable outcome like i need you to make this happen like i need your help here and so fast forward my divorce was supposed to take months to be go before a judge and it literally took weeks and oh. the judge i mean the judge, the lawyer was like I'm shocked I don't know how this happened and I was like you maybe but I'm not I know what happened like Jesus moved on my behalf here and to that point like as believers just asking God for that boldness to share these things because okay maybe like that I don't even know what to call her the lady that you spoke to yesterday like maybe you know your story didn't change her life but it's definitely like another seed planted like she's not gonna forget it and that's the exciting part of when you share your testimony and yeah, I love it. And
1: the, like the lawyer too. And I just love it. And I think like, man, maybe this is why I'm here. Like not for me necessarily, but for her. And you know, I'll get some more tools and resources. And, um, but cause I know ultimately my healing's coming from God. Um, but it is, I do like having a label in a sense because, you know, before it was like, I really don't know what was wrong with me. Like, and now it's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm confirmed through this testing <laughs> and I had a TBI and um, it's, you know, uh, I know what I went through and just, I mean, it's worlds better, you know, and just like not being fearful and like, okay, god, oh, God's god got this. Um, And I don't need to fear for the future either, you know, because of course, then they're going to try to label like you're at risk for Alzheimer's and speaking all these things over me. And, and so um I'm just like, no, I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not. And, you know, there's one thing Christine Kane said, um, and I wish I'm probably going to butcher it, but she was saying on like a, an interview that she did, because like I said, she had, um, thyroid cancer and, you know, I heard, um, another woman that's also been a, a spiritual, you know, influence for me was, um, Joel Osteen's mother, um, Doty, who was radically healed of pancreatic cancer and you know both of them were told like I mean pancreatic cancer is more of a death wish I feel like than thyroid cancer but you know she was told she only had like a year to live and Dodie was like thank you I appreciate that but I'm gonna go pray about it and I think that's like diagnoses are real um injuries are real mental health is real and but our god is bigger he's greater and you know it might not look like the healing that we want it to look like but he is actively moving and he's present and he is near. And regardless, he's going to strap himself to us and walk us up that mountain, no matter how big it is, step-by-step he's with us. It's just, we have to actively participate. Yeah.
0: I'm just just listening. Like, yes, 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 (laughs) yes, yes. yes, And yes. And that's another thing I want more people to know is like, just because You get a diagnosis, or somebody speaks something over you, you do not have to come into agreement with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I that's something I wish I learned younger, earlier. Like, you do not, like, okay, don't just like, you don't have to like dismiss it, throw out the window, like, take it back to God because at the end of the day, God has the final saying, He is the great physician. So, Yes, thank you so much for adding that because And that's
1: that's yeah. what Christine Kane said. I didn't finish that thought. So, she's oh, like, okay. I never called it my cancer. She was like it was the diagnosis that was given to me and I loved that. Like mm-hmm. we need to stop taking ownership of this. Yeah. Like whether it's even a spiritual attack, like like it's we get to choose if we own it or not, right? And that could be anything from fear to anxiety to Um, it's something we're experiencing, right? It's real. It's not that we're supposed to bury our head in the sand, but we get to choose ultimately who has the authority and power and trust God through it, that he's going to be with us.
0: Exactly. So do you want to share like a few of your favorite scriptures that you've encountered on the topic of healing?
1: (sighs) One of my favorites, um, I think there's only going to one that comes to mind and, um, I know it's in Psalms. Oh, shoot. I should see. I should have came prepared with this one. Okay. There is a scripture. Um, that's okay. We'll start over. Okay. Um, or even if we find it later, we'll just like yes, add it to there the we go. show notes. We'll, we'll, yeah, there we go. So one of my favorite scriptures that I clung to was, like I said, I was not sleeping. I was not sleeping for three months and I couldn't even sleep flat, which is really wild. Like I have such a new level of empathy for people who can't sleep flat. Um. I, it's like almost had like vertigo, like type symptoms when I did. Um, I, you know, one woman that came alongside me was Kendra McDaniels, who is um, at Grace Family Church. She's our women's coordinator over our campus in Clearwater. And she was healed of breast cancer. Um, You know, she had to walk through chemo and surgery and all of that. But man, her faith is so strong. And I was so humbled. Like, she showed up at my doorstep to lay hands and pray on me, like pray over me. And it just, that was so humbling to me, not only like because of the fact of like what she's walked through, but also that like, as she was showing me what it was like to be a pastor's wife, because she's been in ministry for years and years and years and years. As a pastor's wife and just serving me so kindly in that way. And, um, and so there was one night that I was having trouble sleeping and she just randomly, you know, Holy spirit texted me this scripture and Psalms that just talked about like the heart of God and like him watching us as we sleep. And it just was so just brought like tears to my eyes. Cause it's like, man, I just clung to that, you know? And I, you know, when you're going through healing, right. And you need healing, like, you really cannot sleep, you know, like you're, you're, you're so just in survival mode and just knowing like, he just wants rest for us. Right. And so those were the scriptures that were just so like, like I can just lay it down and like, he's got it. Like there's nothing I need to do. I just need to sleep.
0: Yeah. I love that. And we're going to figure out what that scripture is and put it in the show notes <laughs> so people can have the word for word. But that's, Going back to freedom, that's what God spoke to me and did for me at freedom was He gave me rest. Like I literally felt my shoulders just drop, like a burden mm-hmm. had been taken off of them. And then the next speaker, Renee Scott, who I'm also hoping to get on here to talk about her testimony of healing from cancer. Um, was it cancer?
1: I feel like it was. Yeah, cancer. it was ovarian yeah. cancer. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't talk about it too much, but yeah, oh, that that triggered me really because so the night of my accident ginger I was supposed to be at freedom I was supposed to be leading a group at freedom that night the go-karting
0: night or a different night the go-karting
1: night and so um, I had led a group and um, so it's not a requirement that the leaders go to freedom Um, and so but I knew I knew God wanted me to go to freedom and I was just like, but it's my friend's 40th birthday and I love her so much and I'll be there Saturday morning. I'll just miss Friday and I will be there Saturday morning. And I'm not saying God punished me. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, you know, I, I chose to be somewhere else and God knew what I was going to choose and he had such kindness over me. But it was a little bit like if I would just gone to freedom, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I would not be here. But to hear Renee Scott's story again, and I had heard it before. So when she got up there and she was like, started going into it again, Ginger, I was sitting right behind you. I wanted to run out of that room. Like, so the story is Renee Scott was supposed to be at Freedom five years ago. And she, you know, I'm sure hopefully she'll come on and share all of it. But she ended up not being there because she had um what was it like a Cis burst she was rushed to the hospital yeah Um, yeah and when she was hemorrhaging losing consciousness and I just was like because I mean it was already one year anniversary for me so I was already in such a state of reflection like wow one year ago like I was in a hospital bed like look how far God has taken me like yeah I might not be 100% but man look how far I've come and then when she started speaking I was like oh gosh what if I wake up tonight and I start losing consciousness again and like I just was like fear took over. And I went up to her and told her, I was like, you just triggered me so much, but in a good way where I'm like, obviously that needed to be exposed. Like that all needed to come up like that fear component that I'm holding on to. And, um, she was like, I wasn't going to talk on that tonight. And she's like, I had a whole nother message planned, but when I got up there, I felt the need to share my story again. And she goes, and I know it was for you. And I, so she started praying over me. <laughs> I, I saw that.
0: <laughs> Cause I was sitting in the same row. Cause Renee was sitting in my row and you were behind. So yeah, I, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I love that. That's
1: what it was about. And so I was like, I want to be done with it. Cause I mean, she just speaks in from such a place of like confidence and like, yes, yeah. Like, I mean, she was healed of cancer. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, she, but.
0: So she shared her story, but she also shared scripture and it was second Chronicles. <laughs> yes. Which I'm not even going to go into the way. Okay. I guess I am going into it a little bit like this is a short version. Long story short, God took go the weight off my shoulders. And like, as I was being prayed over, um, the words like rest and peace just stood out to me through that weekend. So I was like, all right, I'm going to like look up in the Bible um, shoulders, like verses about shoulders. I want to see if there's something about a weight being taken off shoulders. And it's there's a verse in Second Chronicles that speaks about that. And then Renee gets on stage and she's like Second Chronicles, and I was like, oh, I just pulled
1: Second Chronicles <laughs> up on my phone. No
0: way. We were was... like
1: laid out flat on the floor, like
0: <laughs> yeah, not physically, but like spiritually. I definitely was. <laughs> and um, the verse wow. that she talked about was how like. I forgot the names, but basically how God was just like, you're not even going to have to fight. I'm going okay. to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of it. And that was just, yeah, like sometimes we just need to relax, rest, rest in yeah, the fact rest. that like it's not it's not what we do. It's not how hard we go. It's not that we check off the list and do all the things. Sometimes we just need to like be still and let God be God and just just have a seat. Yeah, <laughs> have a no. seat and and let God
1: fight for you. Yeah, no, it's I, I love the Old Testament. Like the Old Testament, like Lisa Harper has given me such a, a deep love for the Old Testament. And I mean, as a believer, you know, we're kind of scared to read the Old Testament, right? But I mean, the stories yeah. in there are just so full of God's grace and love and even just the story of Jehoshaphat, right? Like, I mean, that's, I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes. And, you know, his story is so interesting because it's like, he sought God. Like, and he, you know, like really just wanted um, the land and everyone to serve God. But what's so interesting about him is that like, he was also one of the only, like one of the kings, not the only kings, one of the many kings that they, they still left a residual like he still left um, some of the high places of what they're called in the old Testament and what those are, like those are areas that they're serving other gods and doing like false worships and sacrifices to these other gods and ultimately become like his decline. And it's like, man, it's such a reminder to me that like God is so patient and so kind and he knows everything. And like, you know, with Jehoshaphat, like, like, man, I don't want to be that person that like, man, God does big things for me, but I still leave other idols in my life or these attacks. I don't, you know, like you said, like, like we talked about like giving gratitude to God for, and like remembering, like, I I don't want those to be areas in my life where I just hold me back right in my walk and my journey with God. And so, um, but yeah, just moving forward. It's like, all right, like just keep walking, keep moving, keeping humble, keeping gracious and just, and just remembering that like, it's God is God and he's gonna, he's gonna do the work. We just got to put him at the center of our universe, right? Like not ourselves, not our sickness, God at the center of our universe.
0: I really feel like that's a good place to close because like, <laughs> what else is there to say? Like, I love it. Healing is possible and God wants to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yep. you so much, Julia.
1: Thank you friend. This was great. And I, I love how beautiful my story is. So woven in with you and your family. Yeah. I have
0: like more stuff to tell you that (laughs) because Holy Spirit is all up in this, but I'm, I'm going to, for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to end it here. Yes. (laughs) I love it so much. Thank you.